0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our worship this morning at St. George's. For those here in person and for those watching online, you're very welcome. I would like to highlight some of the notices that are on your sheet, um, just so that they're in your mind in case you forget to read it when you get home. Okay. Firstly, could the ladies of the Flower Committee please meet in the south transept a short time after, just after the following the service, so the south transept. I think I'm right. South mm-hmm. um, one. Okay. Uh, a notice from, it'll be from Ina. Uh, can we remind everyone if you make any changes to your address, telephone number, or email, please inform the church in order that we can keep our records up to date. And I think maybe a lot of us are guilty of not doing that. So please, we need to keep those records up to date as much as possible. The Guild meets tomorrow evening uh, uh, in the large hall. And the speaker is Bethan Spencer. The topic is Home for Good Finding Homes for Vulnerable Children. So that sounds interesting. This is one of the projects the Guild is supporting this year. And they really welcome everyone. And can I just remind the men that the Guild is not a women's guild anymore. The men can go as well. The Friendly Hour will meet on Tuesday at 2pm to 330 And they will be joined by their guest singer, Toast, whoever Toast is. Also on Tuesday, the Connect Hub is on up at the Outreach Centre, and that's from one30 to 3pm. Preparing for Easter. We've got Lent studies all set out and the dates are on the back of your sheet. It tells you where it will be held and can I really encourage as many as possible to come, at least to some of them. Um, It's good to meet with others and to look at God's word and just to get the opportunity to speak and and ask questions or or put in your own thoughts. Um, So they they will be informal, so you don't need to feel as though you need to know your Bible. You know, that's not what it's all about. But just encourage you to come along to the Lent studies. Elders, can you please remember to collect your communion invites and newsletter from the Session House as soon as possible? And then one other... One here I've got. We're going ahead with the Easter Code with the Lancraig School and the Bushy School, and that will take place in the Outreach Centre on Wednesday the 9th. And we're really looking for help for, from volunteers. Uh, some came up from Cossie Side for bubble gum and fluff, and it was fantastic. But this is a really, really great opportunity to reach children with the gospel, children who don't come. To church at all and probably, you know, haven't any notion to come to church, but our job is to go where the people are. So we have Lankraegs in the morning and there's 41 children will come down from Primary 6 and in the afternoon we have the Bushes Primary 6 and there's 64 of those children. So in total, you can see how many children we're going to be able to reach on one day with the gospel. So if you can help, unfortunately you need to be PVG'd, but if you can help, please come and speak to me after the service and we would really be excited if you come to help. I think that's everything. So but you can check your sheets when you go home. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Muriel. It's really good to hear of all the things that are going on in St George's. Now, if you haven't already done so, take a moment to say hello to the folks nearby. I suspect most of you have. And if you're new to St George's or visiting with us, you are very welcome. And please, everyone, join us for tea and coffee in the hall at the close of worship. Our call to worship this morning is responsive we all join to say the words printed in bold in the order of service. So let's. Inescapable God, majestic and bright. bright Sh- upon us. us. Immeasurable God, majestic and bright. Sh- upon us. Transcendent God, majestic and bright. Shine upon us. Everlasting God, majestic and bright. Let your light be found. What a morning to read that. Shine upon us. But let's stand, if able to worship God, by singing hymn number 601. Unless exempt, we keep our masks on to sing. The hymn 601 Look upon us, blessed Lord you mm-hmm. When we reach the peak, catch our breath and stand on the summit, we sense the grandeur in the ancient, in the landscape that speaks of time. When we wonder at the formations beneath our feet, we are reminded of our infancy in the life of the world. What does it mean to be before and after time? What does it mean to be everlasting? We see mystery, and majesty in the eternal in God let us gaze upon your beauty in mountains and Monroes in glens and gullies in all that speaks of you this and every day so let us now come close to God in prayer let's pray holy 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 God to you we come rejoicing in who you are you are light and in you there is no darkness at all you are faithful and true and there is nothing false about you you have shown us how much you love us in Jesus Christ who became one of us and died and rose again for our salvation freely gladly we bring ourselves to you Holy Spirit help us That was all that is within us. We may bless your holy name. Gracious God, we ask for eyes open to see your glory in the world around. For ears to hear Jesus speak today. For minds ready to engage with your thoughts. For hearts to love you more and our neighbors as ourselves. Help us to see that all you have commanded us to be is found in Jesus. Good Shepherd, may you show us the paths of right living that lead to refreshing streams and green pastures for all the earth. Saviour God, whose well-meaning disciples sometimes missed the point, help us to keep our focus on you. Forgive us, we humbly ask, we have been caught up in our own projects rather than nurturing the life of your kingdom. At times we have looked other ways and not been mindful of you. We have hurt others and ourselves. Draw us close, we pray. You speak words of forgiveness within us reignite the fire of faith and inspire us with the breath of your spirit with the glory of jesus christ reflected upon our faces may we shine for you each day in you O god we are at home we join with generations before and find that you are the place in which we dwell our lofty peaks and in deepest valleys you are the god who is with us In the unfolding of this day, we know you within and around us. Let your spirit bring life, that all our lives may point to you as the peaks reach to the sky. And now in the words Jesus taught his disciples, let us pray together saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, come. thy Thy will be done on earth. earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen we turn now to scripture which this morning will be read for us by Mary White Mary is one of our elders and a member of the business
2: team Good morning. Our first reading is from Exodus chapter 34, reading from verse 29. At length, Moses came down from Mount Sinai with two stone tablets of the testimony in his hands, and when he came down, he did not know that his skin of his face shone because he had been talking with the Lord. When Aaron and the Israelites saw how the skin on Moses' face shone, they were afraid to approach him. He called out to them and Aaron and all the chiefs in the community turned towards him. Moses spoke to them and after that, all the Israelites drew near. He gave them all the commands which the Lord had Had charged him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished what he had to say, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he went in before the Lord to speak with him, he left the veil off until he came out. Then he, he would go out and tell the Israelites all the commands he had received. The Israelites would see how the skin on Moses' face shone, and he would put the veil back on over his face until he went in again to speak to the Lord. Our second reading is from Luke chapter 9, starting from verse 28. About a week after this, He took Peter, John, and James and went up a mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, there were two men talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, the destiny he was to fulfill in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been over come by sleep but when they awoke they saw his glory and the two men who stood beside him these two were moving away from Jesus Peter said to him master it is good that we are here shall we make three shelters one for you one for Moses and one for Eliza but he spoke without knowing what he was saying As he spoke, there came a cloud which cast its shadow over them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And then from it a voice spoke, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was seen to be alone. The disciples kept silent and did not at that time say a word to anyone of what they had seen. Amen. May God bless these readings from his holy work.
1: Thank you, Mary. We continue in our worship by singing together hymn 81, I to the hills will lift mine eyes, hymn number 81. Voices from the past, speaking about the future. Coming from beyond death, to console the one who faces death. Like the angels rallying round him after his famished trials of the tempter. Then solace offered after the battle. Now solace offered before it. The strands weighed down with sleep. They, they will, will be, be again in the garden. Peter? Peter, 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 not knowing what he's saying, he'll, he'll do knows. that yet again for sure. Enveloped in a cloud, back to the ancient tales again Moses and Sinai, deja vu. A voice, but those words heard before. A voice repeating what was spoken with the dove's appearance above the River Jordan, affirming who he is and that he's loved. Deja vu. Then, silence, absence, all gone, alone again. How to explain it? How to describe it? Snatches of stories sewn together in a God encounter how to savor it never again and yet deja vu deja vu the story of the transfiguration of Jews, of jesus of jesus usually read on this sunday the sunday before ash wednesday so yes it is deja vu we've been here before we've read this passage before, before and we will be here again hearing these words yet again These words though are familiar, yet challenging. So much to think of. Moses went up the mountain to meet with God, to be given the Ten Commandments. And in this morning's Old Testament reading, we heard of his descent from the mountain with his face alight. Moses met God on the mountain top. And in the New Testament, Jesus and Peter, James and John met God on a mountaintop. So maybe today is a good time to think of where we feel most connected to God, to Jesus. Where are, if you like, your or our thin places? A thin place. A thin place is one in which we feel much closer to God. A sacred place, a sacred space And each one of us will have our own very different thin place or places and they will vary. Mountaintops, beaches, forests, lochs, heather-covered moorland, all will perhaps figure in the list. Sometimes it's a very specific place and I've often heard of Iona being described as just such a thin place, a sacred place. A place where we feel much closer to God I wonder where you feel close to God Very often a thin place will be away from other people away from day-to-day lives So where do we feel closer to God? Where do we have an overpowering sense of the sacred and of his presence where are our thin places? And then I thought, what about this place, our church buildings, the space, the place where we gather Sunday by Sunday? Is this, for us, a thin place? And that set me thinking about church buildings. And I started off by thinking about the church building in which I first worshipped. It's no longer a church. Like many many churches, it's no longer a church. But it was not built as a church, it had been a theatre. And I remember when I was wee, climbing the stone stairs to the gallery, the worn stone stairs, and wondering how many sets of feet had gone up and down those stairs over the years. That building was plain, no stained glass windows, simple panes of pale coloured frosted glass, plain wooden pews, actually very much like here. But it was in this building that I experienced one of those hairs on the back of your neck moments. You know the times when you feel the wee hairs on the back of your neck standing on end? And I remember that it was an evening, probably a Sunday, and some ministry students were being licensed. The building was packed It was packed with members of presbytery, members of the congregation, and friends and family of the young men being licensed, for it would be in the days when it was still only men. But what I remember in particular from that night, probably partly because it was so many men, was the singing. As I said, made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up And thinking about it today, it still has that effect. That was when I was 10 years old, because I actually checked the date when I was preparing for worship. And that memory remains with me. That memory, that sense, that powerful sense of the presence of God. For me, other places, other times. Well, celebrating the sacrament of Holy Communion in a number of places, by the shores of Lake Galilee, in the Armadillo in Glasgow. Remember we had the big sing, a good few years ago now there. And then there was the time in a church hall with the Sunday school, and the real sense of God's presence as these little children shared the bread and juice and then the peace. A real sense of God's presence and this building this building is where we gather together as part of God's family to worship him to worship him in our words our music our thoughts and then to go from here to take his love into the world but this building is transformed by the people and people who are transformed by meeting God So what makes this place a sacred place? For it is that for many. I have come in once or twice, particularly during COVID, when the building was empty, to just sit and be, and to think of the folks and where they sat and where they worshiped. But what makes this a sacred place? Perhaps the atmosphere of time All those whispered prayers that have made their way into the very fabric of the building. The stories that have been told, mixing the biblical characters with the saints of our own congregations. And then there's the glass, the furniture, the stonework, the beauty, the familiarity. Sit for a moment, just sit for a moment and look around see the familiar and the unfamiliar i wonder how many of us have noticed the panels carved in the back of the chairs on the chancel behind the table and the stories they tell But just look and think and just be and for some this building will be where your parents Grandparents, maybe even great grandparents, worshipped. And there is for you a real sense of family history and the comfort of familiar surroundings. But for many, many more, this building has become your place of worship through unions, either very recently or further back. So for some, there is not the same sense of personal history in this space. For some, there is no sense of personal history. In this space but this is still the space where we gather seeking God's presence Sunday by Sunday it's one of many churches within Paisley for this town has many other churches I'm sure we've all looked at the skyline of Paisley the Abbey the Abbey sits hunkered down low-lying and then there are the steeples most prominently I would argue that of quotes Memorial or maybe Oakshaw Trinity atop the hill. But many of these churches were built in days where a building like that, like this, completely dwarfed every other building of the age. They were designed to, co- to create a space, a space that was wholly other. Today, we're perhaps less awestruck by the impossibility of our worship spaces Maybe even we struggle with the practicalities of the space, the maintenance, the hard, narrow pews. But for just now, this is where we worship Sunday by Sunday. And yes, COVID has brought changes. We all remember the five months in 2020 when we couldn't physically gather together to worship. But we found other ways of sharing worship. At first, the text was available, and then The audio was recorded from my sitting room and then we came to the church to record it. And then, and then there was Sunday, the 23rd of August, 2020, when we were able to be back together in this space, limited in number, unable to sing. But there is something about gathering together to worship. And what I remember from that day was us saying the Lord's Prayer together, that was another of these hairs on the back of your neck moments. And I hope that another such day is not too far away, because I, like you, I'm looking forward to the day when we can sing without masks. And I suspect that that will be yet another hairs on the back of our neck moment. But as we move further and further out of lockdowns and COVID, How do we ensure that this space can be a thin place, a thin place where we feel God close to us? How might we create a place that engages anew, that asks questions of us, that lifts us up, that gets our hearts beating a little faster when we step inside? Here at St George's, we have our two buildings to consider. Here, where we worship Sunday by Sunday, and the outreach centre where our midweek worship, the Connect Hub takes place, as well as we worship there and meet there on other occasions. We need to create a thin place, a sacred place, a place where we can meet with God and God can meet with us. For as we know, presbytery is extremely busy just now. It's extremely busy working towards a presbytery plan where difficult decisions will be made, where difficult decisions need to be made about what buildings will be needed and what will not, what unions might be required. And even though St George's has only recently been united, we are not exempt from this process. So, how do we create a space, a place, where people sense the presence of the living Lord? Where people can come and meet with God. Meet with God in the silence. Meet with God in the friendship and fellowship of one another. Meet with God in His Word, the Word of the Bible and the Word made flesh. Place where people can come to know Jesus Christ. For it is when we meet the living Lord that we are transformed. Remember Moses, whose face was lit up after meeting with God. When we meet with God, he changes us. Remember Peter and his desire to stay on the mountain, his reluctance to descend back amongst others. He wanted to hold that moment tight to himself. He wanted to be in that moment forever. And Peter and James and John, as we heard, when they came down from the mountaintop, they didn't share their experience with others. They didn't share their experience with others because the time was not right. For Jesus had still to journey to the cross. His friends, his followers, had still to bear witness to his death and to his resurrection. They had still to receive the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all people. For us today, we have received the good news of Jesus Christ and we are called to share it in the world. We are called to go and make disciples of all people. So let's dedicate ourselves once again to serving Jesus as we sing our next hymn, the hymn 502, Take my life, Lord, let it be. Hymn 502. And I was just thinking what a good anthem that is for the last Sunday before Lent, because I would quite like next Sunday for us to do what we started to do two years ago to pack the Alleluias away for Lent. So that was lovely to sing that this morning, and how appropriate. And now our prayers will be led for us by Mary.
2: Let us pray. Father, we ask you to accept and bless these our offerings and use them for the work of your church. Dear Lord, we give thanks for this day and every day. We have received blessings in abundance too many to name. we give thanks that we can worship together in peace without fear. Lord, we pray for peace in a world that is divided by hatred and intolerance at this time. Especially, we pray for the people of Ukraine and all the innocent casualties of war. Loving Lord, be with them. We pray for our country in these difficult and uncertain times. We pray that our governments will use their power for the good of all. Lord, guide them. We pray for our town and community, as people struggle to cope with changes. Lord, be with us. We pray for the sick in body or mind. We pray for those who mourn. Lord, be with them. We pray for the young and old. We give thanks for all who care for others in our society. We pray for the unloved and unwanted, for the addicted, and for those who have lost hope. Lord, shine upon them. We pray for our community of St. George's. We give thanks and praise. Pray for all who work in your name for our future. And now in silence and from our hearts, we pray our own special prayers. Lord, we pray for our loved ones, for our friends, for each other, and for all. Uh, for ourselves, and for peace. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Amen.
1: Thank you, Mary. We continue in our worship by singing from Saint George's praise. Number 91, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him. St. George's praise number 91. Oh wow, we've got one, grown-ups, how many of you curl? I know there's one or two, just the uh, two, okay. I wonder, we could maybe organise a Children Against Adults curling with their (laughs) curling set, that might be interesting to see. (laughs) What do you think? Did you you enjoy curling? You haven't played, oh did I, was that too quick? Oh dear. Oh, so you want to go back to play it? Yes. Uh-huh. You'll need to make sure that's all right with the grown-ups that take you home, that you can have a wee bit of time playing curling. Okay. What else were you doing? We were doing more snowballs and snowballs and Okay, so you were doing... Okay, that didn't work out, so we used ping-pong balls. They're better than snowballs anyway, aren't they? Mary, what about you? Like Don't blow. And um, we had to blow the around, um, the Okay, and so I... I, sure I, I well, you're not good at it. But you took part, you tried. And that's the really important thing, isn't it? You were the best. No. No? Oh, 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 no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. So you had good fun. Because what, that's what I was going to say. What's important is not... Well, it is nice to win, I will be honest. I think we all quite like to win. And I'm glad to see that you've all got a medal, so you all won. But it's the taking part that matters. It's trying your best that really matters. And you all gave it a good shot, did you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see that, while you didn't manage to get to the curling. You did manage to get to the ice cream. Uh, Ah, ah So most of it's been eaten. So did you have a good time? Yes. Uh ah What else were you doing? Was it playing games mainly? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh. Did any of you watch any of the Winter Olympics? Yeah, what did you watch? The curling? Uh, Yeah, you watched the curling. What did you watch? You watched the skiing? Well, some of the half-pipe stuff that they do is absolutely incredible, but I think if it were one of my grand... Well, my children are... If it was somebody I knew doing that, I wouldn't have been too happy. I think my heart would be in my mouth watching them because it looks quite dangerous. Again, how do they get so good at it? Practice. Practice Practice makes perfect. You're absolutely right. And it's the same with everything we do. We take part, we try our best, and we practice our hardest. And then we will be as good as we can be. And remember, each one of us is special. Each one of us is special and each one of us have different gifts and different talents. Some of us will be good at curling, some of us will be good at swimming, some of us won't be very good at sports but might be good at other creative things. Some of us will be good at sums, some, some at reading. We've all got different gifts and what was that Miller? You're good at sports? Yes, good. Aha, uh-huh. so we've all got different things that we're good at. So. Will we say a prayer before we sing our last hymn? Let's pray together. You want to say it after me? (coughs) Lord God, God, we thank you for our talents talents. and our skills. skills. Help us to practice hard
3: to
1: to be be the best that we can be. help us to tell others others. that you love everyone. everyone. Amen. Now we're going to sing our last hymn and it's hymn number 448, Shine Jesus Shine or Lord the light of your love is shining. of mountaintop mystery lead us on our way God of daily duties lead us on our way God of all times and places earthly and eternal lead us from this place and stay with us on our way and the blessing of almighty God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore.